Welcome to the Women in My World. I am so excited to have one of my dear friends today here with me, and I'm going to introduce her to you in just a minute, but you guys are going to have to hold on and wait for just a second. I want to tell you guys that the Women in My World is brought to you by PureFlix and is part of the Edify Podcast Network. We are so thankful to them for supporting us in this, and I also want to tell you that you can download the Edify app in the App Store and log on and watch some incredible podcasts and absolutely listen to them too. So, hey, I just want to tell you guys, make sure that you check out Edify. Um, And now I want to introduce you to one of the women in my world, Megan Alexander. She is a National Emmy nominated host, best-selling author, and executive producer. Megan has worked as a national correspondent for the syndicated TV show Inside Edition for almost two decades. She's covered Thursday night football for two seasons on CBS. I love that. Love that. And has starred in a dozen movies and television shows. Plus, her books include Faith in the Spotlight and One More Hug. Plus, one of the things that's very near and dear to my heart is that she is a Christmas fanatic. And she plays Christmas music all year long, which I do too. (laughs) I love it. She is married to Brian and they have three beautiful children. Anyway, welcome Megan to the Women in My World. Hey, Sherry. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I am surviving Thanksgiving and ready to head into uh, Christmas now. Uh, Well, we're kicking off right after Thanksgiving. So did you guys have an incredible holiday? We did. Yes. Everybody came to my house and we, you know, divvied up the sides and just had a wonderful feast. I I just had cousins that moved here from Washington State. So they're now in Tennessee and it was fun to experience a Thanksgiving with them in Tennessee for the first time. So a lot of fun. Awesome. I love it. I love it. I had a whole house full of boys and I actually was able to get every one of them in the kitchen yesterday. So we made everything from homemade pecan pies to rolls that didn't turn out very well. (laughs) (laughs) But the pecan pie was definitely a hit. So we had a good time and so much to be thankful for. And I am just thankful that you are here with me today and we're getting to drink some coffee together and, and talk about all things family, faith, and entertainment, and all the good things that God's doing in your life. And so I want to kick us off into gear. uh, And I just want to ask you, I think this is such an important question. It launches us into every episode. And I think women really want to hear, how do you define success? Yeah, you know, that is a great question. And I mean, I would just say when you have stepped into your destiny and you're living out God's calling for your life, and I would say, Sherry, that I have often defined success differently. Growing up, I thought it meant, you know, having a full career and being able to take care of myself financially and and all that. But I really believe as a believer, it's living out your destiny, what God placed you on this earth to do. That is success to me. 
No, that is so good. And I believe the same thing. Um, And it's a daily walk and it really is defining that. And so much of the world today wants us to be defined by the world's culture or the image or how many titles that we can have behind our names. And, and, um, you know, I don't know about you, but I know when I'm sitting there and I'm looking back at all the things that I do right now in my career, um, you know, and I start listing out all these titles of what actually I do. Sometimes it gets really confusing because, you know, I have to actually kind of rewind and go, wait a minute. Uh, My very first title is a daughter of the king. And then I can start launching in from there. And so, you know, that's something I think is so important is to be reminded is how are we defining our success and who by, right? Um, Which leads me to the, my next question for you, but do you remember the moment when you knew that the Lord was calling you into entertainment and media. Um, was there a defining moment for you? Yeah. Yeah, there absolutely was. I mean, I, I loved playing make-believe as a little girl. I loved dressing up and performing and singing in church and, you know, just any anywhere there was an opportunity to, you know, dance in front of an audience or whatever. I loved it. I was that girl that my mom said raised my hand in class. I'll do it. I'll be in the play. I'll sing. (laughs) Um, But I will tell you, Sherry, that as I grew up in a Christ-centered home and attended Christian school my whole life, as I shared my hopes and dreams, my Christian community was not necessarily supportive. In fact, I remember a family friend saying, why would you want to be in entertainment? That's Satan's playground. Um, And I think that for some people, we felt that, 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 you know, the spiritual Christian world was on one side and Hollywood and movie and TV was kind of on the other. I didn't understand that because as I continued to study the Bible, I learned about people that went and shined their light in a very dark place, whether it was Mm -hmm. Esther, Daniel, Moses, you know, God didn't prepare the path for them, but he told them, I'll tell you what to say and do when you get there. So as I'm studying the Bible, I'm going, but if we feel called, you know, God promises that he'll take care of us. But for me, my junior year of high school, we were all getting ready for prom and the father of one of the guys in our group, when it was my turn to share what I wanted to be when I grew up and where I wanted to go to college, I remember sort of sheepishly sharing that I wanted to get into entertainment and saying, it's not a pastor. It's not a doctor. I know, I know. (laughs) And the Reverend Shields looked at me and he said, Megan, every person is a minister. Every industry is a ministry. And that was huge for me, Sherry, to get a spiritual leader to sort of bless what I wanted to do. It opened my eyes. And I really believe that. I think God calls us to all industries and all corners of the world to shine his light. And, uh, and that, was the, that was the go signal for me. That was the green light. And I never looked back. I love that. And I love when we have pastors or people in our lives that really can encourage us and lift our arms up. And, and, and I think just pour wisdom into us. I mean, as a creative, I totally get it. My very first role <laughs> was playing Mary uh, in kindergarten in my Christmas play, you know, and that's really what set me, uh, it, you know, on this trajectory of going into the entertainment business um, because I just loved performing for people. I was the same, you know, little girl. I was dressing up and, you know, whoever would come and sit down and just watch me perform for just a couple minutes, like, you know, that was my highlight. And so very early on in my life, the same thing. And, and, and so often, you know, I felt the same way, Megan, I thought, well, you know what, 
I did go to school. I was going to, I was a paralegal for years. I was going to go into the, you know, uh, law field. I was um, working in corporate law. There were so many other things, but God called me into the entertainment industry. And and when he did that, it was basically serving in a coffee shop in our church. And I was serving coffee at a church coffee shop. We call, we started called Hebrews and um, a producer came in and sat down and he said, have you ever thought about doing commercials? And I just remember thinking, wait a minute, how, uh, what? And, you know, it was it was really cool because one of our pastors that we adored that we worked with in the coffee shop is really the one that encouraged me to go forward in the entertainment business. Didn't, you know, not my family, not my friends, just really this pastor. And he said, absolutely. You are, you are somebody that can tell stories and God will, you know, use you to minister to people through. And so I think that's such a powerful thing. And we, we so often think again, it kind of goes back to that conversation about the world is the world is really wanting to identify us uh, before God, you know, calls us into something else. And so it's something to remind all of us that are listening right now is that we need to follow what God has placed in our hearts and on our journey, which leads me to, you know, you know, tell me a little bit about your journey and how the Lord um, has continued to propel you forward in it as you continue, because you've done a lot of things in the industry. So tell me a little bit about the journey and what what he's doing in your life. Yeah, well, um, I didn't really know how it was all going to work out. And, you know, Sherry, I remember walking aisles of Christian bookstores and looking for that book that would guide me as a believer in this industry. And I didn't really find it. Um, since then, I have found several that have, are very encouraging to me. Anybody listening, I would highly recommend the book Produced by Faith by Devon Franklin. Love Devon. He's a personal mentor to me. I greatly respect him. But for women, I didn't find a lot. And so I actually ended up writing the book myself, Faith in the Spotlight, Thriving in Your Career While Staying True to Your Beliefs. And I just tried to gather all the people that I admire to share their wisdom because I found in college and in acting classes, I learned the techniques, I learned the mechanics, but I didn't learn the ethical dilemmas. You know, what do you do when you're on set and your script told you that the love scene would end with a with a sweet embrace and you're on script and your director yells cut and walks over to you and says, hey, why don't we do a little more? Let's go a little further. Let's do this. Let's do that. And everyone's staring at you. I didn't have time to call a pastor. I didn't have time to call a friend. That absolutely happened to me. What are you going to do in those moments? And so I tell young people, you need to define who you are before you get there. Nobody ever asked me to write out my black and whites. What will you do? What won't you do? You comfortable swearing on camera? Are you not? Are you comfortable, you know, maybe dressing very sexy or not? And then, you know, it goes from there in terms of love scenes and everything. You need to think about that and define it before you get into those situations. That would have greatly helped me. And I'm thankful that in the moment I was able to kind of say a quick prayer and and collect myself. And for the most part, I feel good about my decisions, but plenty of people out there have been faced with those types of decisions. So the, that Part of it is encouraging the young people to define who they are ahead of time. The second is community. Um, When I got to New York City, I can't tell you, Sherry, how frustrating it was that every church I encountered when I looked up a Bible study, they were offering it 10 a.m. on a weekday. Working women, and especially women in the entertainment industry, you know this, Sherry, we're crazy long hours. We can't make the 10 a.m. weekday Bible study. So I, I, me and my 
a dear, dear friend up there, we piecemealed our Bible study together. And a group of girls, we decided that 7 p.m. on Tuesday nights works for us. And we've continued it through COVID. We Zoom, we text each other. Um, you need to have those friends around you that will text you and remind you what you're all about, that will text you a Bible verse, keep you centered. Um, it's very easy to just push all that off. Community tends to go away first. So I would encourage people to really collect a group that is very solid in their faith and will keep you grounded. When you get that part, you can run the decision past them. How do you feel about this? What would you do if you were in my shoes? Um, that's been very, very important to me and helped me quite a bit. That's great. And I love that. I think, you know, I was, um, same thing for me going to Hollywood was really, uh, you know, at first I thought, well, God's taking me there to be this huge star. And really, you know, he, he spoke to my heart very early on and said, no, you're here for my women. And so as I started to mentor young women, uh, you know, the crazy stories that have happened. And that's one of the things I've always said is know your yeses and your nos before you go into it. I just had a woman recently contact me regarding her nine-year-old daughter, nine years old, and had ended up getting a part on a television show that they had gone through lots of, you know, time and energy to audition for this part and ended up a couple days after being offered the role. She, after reading, you know, all the things that this nine-year-old little girl was going to have to do, she said, no, I, I, we can't take it. And the agents and managers told this mom that her little girl's career was over. And I just thought, this is crazy that we are even subjecting a child at the age of nine of nine years old. So you can imagine what we go through at our age and thinking that, you know, or anybody of any age that, you know, what what people in this industry, media, entertainment, what the the qualifications are or what they're telling us. But to think about that is just to be really encouraged and remind people, no matter what industry you go into, you have to know what you will and won't do right from the beginning. Um, and I always tell my girls that whether you're a nurse or a doctor or a teacher or you're whatever that looks like, you need to know where your value is, your worth and, and, and how you're walking out your journey. Um, and that will dictate to you what you say yes to and what you say no to. So important. Yeah. And that nine-year-old girl, her career is absolutely not over. I have said no to parts too, Sherry, where agents said, you can't believe you're doing this. And something better came along. God's got you. Your career is not over. That is probably the biggest lie our industry loves to share. <laughs> Stay true to who you are. It is possible. You just may get there on a different path. Absolutely. Well, and I think about that with my life, I'm sure. And that leads me to also talking a little bit about some of the things that, you know, what are some of the struggles that you've faced while working in the entertainment now or at specific maybe places that you've been in? And, you know, how has that affected you working in the faith world at all? I mean, I know you do a lot of stuff in the secular world. So has it, is it different for you working in the secular versus the faith? Have you found more struggles or less? Yeah, you know, that's an interesting question and one uh, that I think would probably take longer to sort of sort through. But I will tell you this, I um, I love working in secular media. I it's I can't see myself any other place in 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 a way. Sure, I, I you know that had been a part of some pure flicks films that have been amazing, you know, and and other projects. But um, I think we're just called to have a seat at the table in culture, 
And I don't like this idea of separating and having like faith media versus secular media. It's all media. It's all entertainment. It's all art that has an effect on us and influences us. So I'm a firm believer that that Christians just need to roll up their sleeves and get into the entertainment industry in general, whatever that may be for you and your path and your calling. But I would say for me, um, I just tried to do good work first, Sherry. I'm a firm believer that we need to just do excellent work to get a seat at the table in the first place. So I didn't I didn't really talk too much about my faith. I just did good work. You know, I know at the end of the day that my boss hired me because I'm a good reporter and he knows that I'll make deadline and I'll deliver and I'll, you know, craft a, a good story for him. And then you know, these are long hours. You're, you're spending long hours with these colleagues. You're going through births, marriages, divorces, tragedies, really exciting moments with your colleagues. And that's life. I think so much of it is just living life. And then eventually down the road, when I felt that people knew me and I knew them, you know, then maybe I'd be comfortable to share, you know, that my source of strength is Jesus Christ. Um, and people have often asked me, well, you know, when you started talking about your faith or when you wrote your book, you know, what was your boss's reaction? And I said, he's a father. I remember him reading my book cover to cover and saying, good for you. I have daughters. Good for you to tell them to think highly of themselves and to believe in themselves and to value themselves. You know, and he's not necessarily religious. So I think it's about relationships, building relationships, understanding people. Everybody comes from a different perspective. Everybody's background includes all sorts of things that we don't even know. Maybe they had some baggage with religion in the past that they're working through. I think being respectful of all people and their viewpoints and just doing good work in the first place. You know, I had a volleyball coach in high school that said, autograph your work with excellence. It can be your greatest testimony. And I think that's very, very true. Um, and the Bible's full of people, you know, that just did good work. And the Bible tells us, you know, they will know we are Christians by our love. Well, sometimes that just means doing a really good job when on set. That's my perspective. No, I love that. I think that's really true. And also, I think, too, as long as we are willing, especially as believers, to say yes to God, He places us where He wants us. And I think that so often we have to open up our hands and say, where do you want to use me? Where do you want to put me so that I can be salt and light, that I can do the work that you've called me to do with the talents and gifts that you've bestowed upon me. And so often we struggle with that. We say, well, I want to go here. I want to go do this. And, you know, God's just waiting for you to say, it's all good. You know, you have a plan that's set out before me that's way better than I could have ever imagined. You know, so I love that. And I love that he's put you in places that you have a great voice at the table, exactly what you said, um, which leads me to, you know, thinking a little bit about, you know, does your career, you've had such a full, abundant career so far, and you're still so young, you've got so many years to go. Does it look like what you thought it would look like? And is there a particular project that really has influenced you as you continue to move forward um, in this calling on your life? Yeah, another great question, Sherry. <laughs> um, you know, I I'm thankful that I'm still working in the industry. I think it's easy to get burnout. As you know, we face a lot of rejection in this industry. We face a lot of no's. It's very competitive. It's fast paced. You never quite know which direction a project or a story will go. So the fact that I'm still working in the industry is very fulfilling to me, that I'm just doing something. I've often told people, I just wanted to do something in the creative world and contribute in storytelling and, and bringing art to life. 
but I'm, I'm very grateful that I've gotten the chance now to produce my own content. And so I had this idea a couple years ago to produce a holiday travel show and it's called small town Christmas. And I took it to the networks and pitched it and, um, up TV, uh, believes in the venture. And so they partnered with me. And so it's my first time executive producing a show and hosting it. And that has been so fun and so fulfilling, very scary because it all rests on me. You know, I have to put together the budget and the crew, not only, you know, produce it in the field, but edit it and get it on air. So it's scary, but it is so fulfilling. And at this moment in my life, I'm just really proud of putting out family-friendly content because I'm the mother of three small children, two-year-old, six-year-old, 10-year-old. And I, like so many people, struggle to find things we can all watch together And I love telling people about my Christmas show, Small Town Christmas. You can watch it with your whole family. Everyone can watch this show. Uh, That's been very, very fun. And I can't wait for people to see it. That's so, that's fantastic. And I love that you're saying, you know, I'm still in the industry and all of the things that you've worked in so far has really sharpened you to be able to do what you're doing now. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize that what we do in the industry, man, there are so many moving parts that actually, and people that it takes to put you know, bring these things to life and then to, to make them, you know, from the beginning. So the creation of a show to the actual filming it to now post and putting it up and actually delivering it to a network is a really big deal. So congratulations on that. I love that you have done such um, an incredible job at this. I, I wonder what is it like for you as a wife and a mom, you mentioned your kids, what's it like for you working in this industry? Cause it's a lot of long hours. How has that affected you and your family? Yes, it is. I have a very supportive husband. When we started dating, he knew he knew my dreams. He knew I wanted to work in this industry. And so I do tell young people, talk about it right away. You know, don't be afraid to share your goals and dreams so that it's not a surprise. Um, He always knew, you know, that I would be traveling and, and he came to New York City with me. We were engaged when I got my job offer in New York City. We thought we would settle in Texas. And God said, nope, you're going to New York City. And my husband's such a trooper. He said, all right, let's go. Life is an adventure. Um, but yeah, you know, Sherry, I there have been times when I have called home to my husband and, you know, something really magical happened on set with this holiday travel show. I'm like, oh, I'm I'm interviewing this pastor. For example, our second episode is in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. And I called home and I said, I'm interviewing this pastor, Hopeton Clennon, in the pews of the Moravian Church in Bethlehem. And the choir is singing, oh, little town of Bethlehem. And I'm so excited. And my husband's like, hang on, babe, I got to change the diaper, you know? <laughs> It's like, he brings me right back to reality. He's a trooper. He changes the diapers. He does the dishes. I I hope that we're good teammates. It's an ongoing process. You have to continually check in every week. You know, we jump in and out of counseling, not ashamed to say it, just as you go to the dentist for a six-month cleanup, right? We go to counseling as a couple to check in. And that is some of the best advice I ever got when we were newlyweds. So um, we realize we need a team around us to support us and uh, communication, you know, just constantly checking in. How are we doing? How does God feel about all this? God, are we doing it right? You know, it's an ongoing conversation. 
I love it. I love it. We're the same way. I remember when I told my husband we were, um, God was calling us to LA, you know, his response to me was, um, well, how am I supposed to go there and sell tractors? And so, you know, you never know what God has planned, but when he does have a plan and you just walk it out, it's fantastic. And, and I think for me too, it's, it's this partnership. I love that you said counseling. You know, I remember Matt and I, we had, we've gone through a lot of struggles. We're getting ready to celebrate 25 years. Oh, and great. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's so awesome. But peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys, and that's what sharpens us and refines us. And we've gone to counseling before, and I think one of the biggest and greatest pieces of advice, and especially as we get, we're you know we're all so busy and we're you know wrestling with work and family and 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 again culture, what cul- how culture defines us. But the counselor looked at us and and uh, literally said to us, "So, um, do you guys kiss each other anymore?" And I went, "What?" what? And I remember the counselor just looking at us and he was like, yeah, do you kiss each other? And so our homework assignment was for 30 days straight to kiss each other every single day, because that is the most passionate thing that a husband and wife can do. And I was like, wow. And, and look at how this counselor, you know, sharpened us and encouraged us and reminded us of the passion that we started with, you know, young in our marriage and even as dating, you know, that's why you say, hey, be careful, you know, what you're doing when you're dating, right? (laughs) Because it can lead to other things. But I also think as far as being a mom, you know, I think one thing I've really learned is to be reminded to be engaged when I'm at home, you know, and to really like be engaged with my family and not get distracted. As a creative, I can get distracted really quickly. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So it's like, it's just, it's, it's always that non, you know, nonstop, but, um, well, I want to know. So the other thing, you know, cause we're going to start wrapping up here in a, in a couple minutes, what has been one of the greatest highlights thus far, uh, in your career, in your life? And what has been one of the biggest challenges to date? Mm, gosh, Sherry with the good questions, man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I got to tell you that for me, a recent highlight is truly when I put together this holiday travel show, Small Town Christmas, we go to small towns across America, we chose four, and we just showcase for 30 minutes how they celebrate the holidays in unique different ways. And our second mm-hmm. episode is in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. And Sherry, for me, a personal highlight truly was sitting in the pew of the Moravian Church in Bethlehem and Bishop Hopeton Clennon was describing for me their Christmas Eve service and how they hold their candles and the red ribbon on their candles represents God's love for us, God, you know, shedding his, his blood on the cross for us. And I looked at the crew filming this and I'm sitting next to him and I thought, I'm bringing this to television. Like I am Mm -hmm. bringing this man and his words of wisdom and preaching of the gospel to television. This is my show. I can say, he kind of looked at me and he's like, is it okay if I say this? I said, absolutely. Right. (laughs) So that was a personal highlight for me where just as you mentioned, I thought all the hard work of the past 17, 18 years, Mm. you get to call the shots yourself and produce something and bring something inspirational. I'm a firm believer. Don't complain. Don't get so pessimistic. Roll up your sleeves and work yourself. If you don't like what you see on television or what you see in the movie theaters, get involved in creating positive inspirational content. 
Stop mm-hmm. complaining. Be part of the solution. So that for me was a personal ho- highlight that I was super proud of. And then just personally, you know, having a family and, you know, sitting around the Thanksgiving table and sharing what we're thankful for. And my two, two-year-old is singing the prayer, this little prayer that we sing in our family. I thought, that's my hope is that I can raise my kids to <laughs> get the meaning of life and think beyond themselves, that they're placed here by a reason from God. And as they mm-hmm. figure out what their God-given calling and destiny is, you know, that's personally very fulfilling. It's, it's tough to be a parent. It ain't easy <laughs> at all. Wow. But it's really fulfilling to raise little human beings that you hope will leave their mark on the world too. Absolutely. And that's a great reminder with, you know, leaving their mark on, um, you know, the world and how are we influencing them, which I think so often about that, especially raising my kids too and my boys. How are you leaving them in a place that's better? How are you encouraging them to even be better human beings, hopefully, than where you've come to in your own life? Which leads me to how do you stay connected to the Lord? Because that's a really big thing for us, especially as moms and wives and, and working, what does that look like for you? How do you stay connected? Yeah. Well, my Bible study that I've had for many, many years in New York city, even though many of us have left the city and travel, we still text each other inspirational messages and Bible verses. So having those friends, um, is huge. A guy that I greatly admire, his name is Daryl green and he played 20 years for the Washington football team in the, in the NFL. He's now a pastor. And he was asked, how did you maintain your faith in the NFL? And he said, quote, keeping close to people of faith kept me close to Christ. I would encourage everyone to look around and see who are you hanging out with? Who's rubbing off on you? Um, I need people with strong faith to hopefully rub off on me. And I'm not ashamed to say it. I need to be around people that remind me what it's all about. Who are you going to dinner with as a couple, even your friends, you know, and, and parents and investing in other families. Um, that's just really, really important, um, I would say. And then, you know, making time for the Lord. Um, we belong to a medium-sized church. It's not huge because my husband and I realized with traveling a lot, we want to go to a church where when we walk in the door, they notice you know, that we're back. Or if we haven't been there in a while, the pastor will text us. What's going on, guys? I haven't seen you in church lately. So we knew we needed to be in a smaller church to have that type of community. And it's it's been great. And I'm, I'm grateful for it. Bethel World Outreach Church in Brentwood, Tennessee is amazing. And, um, you know, you just need to find what the right fit is for you in your life. No, that's awesome. I love that. And that is so true. Tell me how you are serving other women Oh, that's such a great question too. Uh, I tell you what, Sherry, for me, it's on the job experience. Again, Mm -hmm. we can talk and preach about this, but to actually be in the moment and see things unfold as a believer is huge. So I try to bring girls just to shadow me on the job. I have girls come on the red carpet with me and just see what that looks like. Come with me on set. You know, that's one of the best things that I've ever experienced too, was when other people extended that grace to me. So I try Mm -hmm. to extend that to other girls. And then I just say, hey, one day when you make it, pay it forward and do that to another college age girl that you just want to be around somebody and and hear the conversations, see, see the equipment, right? See what people do in the moment when they're under stress. So I remember being approached in New York City and um, a lady said to me, hey, there's a there's a young woman that is 
wants to be on Broadway. She needs a mentor. Will you meet her for coffee? And I remember thinking, I don't have it figured out myself. What can I possibly offer this young lady? And this mentor said, just talk to her. Just talk to her about life. Listen to her hopes and dreams. Ask a lot of questions. It ended up being one of the most fulfilling friendships. I've kept in touch with her and her husband. They are creatives as well. They feed into my life, and I hope I feed into theirs just a little bit. So it's just doing life with other people and especially young women, bringing young women into the fold and just engaging in their lives. I love that. And that is so powerful because you really are truly pouring in and bringing up the next generation. You know, it is it it, it is so needed. And I think we've actually lost some of the craft of actually mentoring. And so what does that mean? Pouring into giving our time and, you know, and because today it's so valuable, right? Time seems to you know, be gone before we even know it. And so, but, but there's no greater way for them to be encouraged, not only to see you in your career, but also to see you as a woman of God, to see you in your marriage. You know, how are you walking that out on set? How are you loving on people? How are you lifting up others? And that's where they come in to be good leaders and really can, you know, attribute to that next generation of, of women, no matter what field that they go into. Um, I think it's so good so powerful. Well, tell us what is next. You've been sharing about the Christmas show. What's next for Megan and how can viewers follow you and support you? Oh, thank you. Yeah. The Christmas show airs. We kick off Sunday, December 5th, 9 p.m. Eastern on Up TV. And the episodes of Small Town Christmas will air all Sundays in December on Up TV. And then our final episode airs Friday, Christmas Eve. So go to Up TV to find the schedule. You, you can also stream the episodes if you miss them on the cable channel. Uh, I'm posting away on social media. If you want to follow me, Megan Alexander, or go to my website, MeganAlexander.com. And yeah, it's just 30 minutes of, Sherry, I hope it's 30 minutes of joy, happiness, hope, and a big warm hug. You know, a person asked me, our third episode is in Natchitoches, Louisiana, and a lady asked me on set, she said, what's your angle with this show? I said, no angle. It's all Christmas. It's just Christmas joy. That's what we're trying to give people for 30 minutes. Just all these different ways these small towns celebrate the holidays. And I hope people will just enjoy and maybe create some of their own traditions. Some ideas sparked because of watching it. I love that. I love that. Well, before we um, say goodbye to each other, can you leave our listeners with a word of encouragement? Sure. Gosh, I would just tell everyone, you know, my favorite verse is Jeremiah 29, 11, for I, the, I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to bring you a hope and a future. God has great plans for you. If you're going through a tough season, if you're hurting, if you're discouraged, I am praying right now that things are turning for you, that blessings are ahead. Stay positive. Keep your eyes on Christ. Look for those like-minded friends that will stay positive with you and encourage you and lift you up. You know, we are who we hang out with. So maybe you need to pull yourself out of a discouraging situation and get around more positive people. But I believe God wants good for all of us and that he loves us. And I'm just praying that this Christmas season and 2022 is your best year yet. 
I love that. And you know what? Because the time and the holidays can be so, it can be hard for others. And what you're saying to them is, hey, no, seek the Lord, seek people to encourage you and stay connected. And I love that you're bringing a show that is full of joy and laughter to celebrate Christmas, truly the, the, literally the birth of Christ. And I love that so much. I thank you for your time. And I hope each and every one of you listeners are encouraged today by Megan and all that she's doing. I pray that you guys go on, follow her, support her, encourage her and make her one of the women in your world as well. You will be influenced by her. Uh, so thank you for just listening. Thank you, Megan, for being with me. And I am so encouraged. Love you, dear friend, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks, Sherry. God bless everybody.